0: This is the second episode of Write Stuff with the Head Stuff Podcast Network and in this episode we talk to Liz Nugent about her new novel Skin Deep uh, which is already a bestseller and in the interview she also talks about a few other things like uh, one book that she hates and she gives us an exclusive on her fourth novel and she tells us the working title of that and we just have a really nice chat with Liz so please enjoy this episode and like and rate and subscribe and we have a few other really exciting interviews lined up so please um, Keep an eye out. So, Liz, uh, you were just saying, you mentioned that you hate writing <laughs> and you like this part of the whole thing. Um, so this part like where your book, just skin deep, just came out and you've spoken about how nervous you get coming up to those releases. Now you're in the kind of promotional phase. How's that yeah. going?
1: No, I'm, I'm only half... I'm sorry, well, I'm half joking. I don't hate writing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be terrible. Um, I, I just... Um, I, it's nice to get out because writing is such a solitary thing. Yeah. I'm doing it on my own. In my kitchen a lot of the time, so I don't, uh, you know, there's weeks that go by where I don't get dressed because <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> writing in my kitchen. So uh, when I'm on the publicity thing, it's great because I'm getting out and I'm meeting people and I'm meeting readers mm. and, you know, they're obviously the most important people to me. Right. You know. And
0: how do you find, the like talking about your work so much? Like is it?
1: Well, I'm trying. I yeah, uh, in, in, even in this interview, I'm going to try and answer questions differently so that okay, everybody right. gets a, a fresh yeah. perspective. Some, I, some of it I might just make up. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll try to ask different <laughs> questions as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you, you do kind of get the same questions a lot, and that's mm. that's fine. But um, there. There's different answer. There are genuinely different answers mm. to, to the same question. Yeah. You know, if you ask me where I got my inspiration from, I could give you five different answers, you know, because it all comes from different places.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll avoid that one. OK. Uh, <laughs> but Skin Deep is out now and it already is a huge success and it's getting great reviews and it's being applauded by readers and people are reading it in one sitting and they're flying through it. And how does that affect you when you go back into your writing then, all of that success? Does it, is it something you try to filter out?
1: Um, I just have to ignore it, to be honest, because the job of writing is so different um, yeah, when I'm when I'm actually sitting writing, like I've already started work on book four, the next one, which is, um, I think, might be called Brothers. Well, that's what I think it might be called, but the, I'm sure the publishers will change it. Is that an exclusive? Um, yes, that's oh, an exclusive. Brilliant. Yeah, nobody. I haven't told anybody else that. But Brothers is the working title, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's, yeah. When I go into that world. Of writing those characters, I just i don't think about anything else mm. but them
0: because your characters are so as you say damaged mm. is that is that a kind of space you have to get into then yourself is that it seems a kind of dark space to have to yeah. get into their minds
1: yeah I find it <laughs> I find it surprisingly easy to get into the mindset of damaged characters and particularly characters who don't have empathy because i'm I'm somebody I think who has a huge amount of empathy, you know. When people are sick, I really can't bear it. You know, people close to me, I almost wish I could take the pain from them myself. I'm hugely empathetic. So it's quite liberating for me to write characters that don't have empathy. Mm. And I think that's, you know, uh, Oliver in Unraveling Oliver, and Lydia in Lying in Wait, and Delia Cordelia in Skin Deep are all entirely selfish characters. You know, they don't yeah. really think much beyond themselves.
0: But then what? what is what I find really interesting that happens is as a reader with empathy as well, I kind of reflect on my own choices when reading <laughs> about them because I'm kind of thinking like Delia or like Lydia or like Oliver. I'm kind of sometimes rooting for them, even well, though they're doing the bad thing, things. This or is
1: the thing. that I, I think that's, th- that's the challenge, is to make your character so compelling that despite them being awful and horrific and... and D- um, doing terrible deeds that you want your reader to be rooting for them yeah. and you you want them to be as compelling as possible yeah. so that people are on their side the same way we were on, on Tony Soprano's side or Walter exactly. White's side yeah. or you know all of those anti-heroes yeah. uh, I don't think anybody was on the side of Patrick Bateman were they? I kind of liked him. Did you? <laughs> in a weird way, yeah. Oh I don't know God. if I... I didn't like
0: him. I wouldn't l- want to go for a drink with him, but... I just uh, i d-
1: despised that book so much. Actually, it's yeah. the only book I ever put in the bin.
0: Really? Is it, is it the excessive <laughs> descriptions and the lists it's of things? Or the
1: the, oh, God, the misogyny was just mm. off the scale. And, um, yeah, I i really wish I hadn't read it. I really Ooh, wish I hadn't read yeah. it. Yeah. And I'd love to take it off every shelf. I'd like to stop everybody else reading it. It's torture mm-hmm. porn. And I just think yeah. it's horrific
0: yeah and how did it become uh, uh, so successful then what do you think? what's the because what it, it was it? new yeah. I think
1: you yeah. know because nobody had done it before nobody I'm sure people had done it before, but it hadn't been published before mm. and uh yeah, men seemed to find it funny. My brothers thought it was kind of funny. I didn't find it remotely funny. I thought the whole thing with all the credit cards and all that. Mm. I find that all really well, tedious i
0: I speed read it in a way. There were just so many lists yeah. of things and so many...
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to totally... S- I, not I, I, at all. I actually go out of my way not to slag off another writer but I'll make an exception <laughs> what for you, What about the film? Did I you? couldn't bring myself to watch okay, the film, right, no. no. Um,
0: <laughs> so, but what the idea of location seems really important to you. In, in Skin Deep, you move from a fictional island off the mm-hmm. west coast of Ireland, then into the County Mail, it moves to London, moves to France, um, and you I'm not sure if you're intentionally contrasting places in it. Like the sea even is a contrast, the sea of the West Coast Mm -hmm. of Ireland versus uh, France. Uh, How important is location to you when you're writing?
1: Well, in that book in particular, the sea was key because Mm. she is extremely she is so attached to the sea and I know it is a bit of a a trope and a bit of a cliché about characters who are attached to the sea but clichés are clichés because they're true. There are people who grow up by the sea who are very unsettled when they're not near it and Cordelia is just one of those people and she... uh, So to put her... to take her from the west coast of Ireland and plant her in London was going to really unsettle her and damage her and so when she suffered her disfigurement her release was to go back to somewhere besi- beside the sea
0: yeah yeah it's like that connection to her be- previous beautiful yeah, self yeah, yeah. Um, within it so you you know Cordelia being another Irish character of yours you make a lot of references to Ireland like you even mm-hmm. some of the language like Crait or uh, which I've never yeah, seen yeah, written yeah. in a book before <laughs> or like uh, doing the leaving search and things like that yeah I wonder how that transfers to international audiences, or do you think about well, that when you're writing? So
1: far, well, the only th- I've with the first two books were uh, Americanized for the American market, but there wasn't really anything I had to change apart from, um, well, there obviously trunk for boot mm. of the car and mm. all that, where they of Annie Doyle's body in the mm. opening of Flying of in Wait. but the one that really um, caused me difficulties was bedsit mm. and flat and apartment like they are three grades of accommodation in Ireland yeah. you know a bedsit is a very particular thing a flat is it can be you know a flat chair or a one bedroom flat mm. And then uh, an apartment is quite a swishy thing to have, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it certainly was in the '80s, in the time that I'm talking about. But the Americans just call all of those studios. Yeah. yeah. Like even an apartment for them, a nice apartment. What we would call an apartment, they would call a duplex or a something, condo, or you know, there's yeah. all these different terminologies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, having to to describe, I had to use a lot of adjectives then mm-hmm. to describe the studio because mm. they just changed everything to studio so um, yeah I had to you know the grotty studio the, stu- the studio <laughs> with the separate room <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. the studio with the balcony yeah you know. Jesus there's so many yeah. so many thought processes you have to go yeah, through when exactly. choosing a word like, exactly
0: um, so in that then when you're when you are choosing all of these, all of this language, and you're going through eventually an editing process, like yeah. what's that like for you? I mean, you, do you start off with a massive long draft and then um, send it off to editors and uh, remove yeah, parts? Yeah, I
1: don't. I don't write extremely long drafts. I I tend not to waste words. I tend not to. Um, to like once I'm finished with it I do all the cutting and 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 you know honing before I send it to an editor and then when the editor gets it I don't give her much to cut because I don't tend to waste words mm. I I I kind of plow into the story and I don't do fancy descriptions, you know, which I probably should do a bit more of. But are you um, thinking plot? Is, is it's very plot central, driven. Yeah, yeah. It's character, mm. character driven first and then yeah. plot driven. And the story must always be moving forward. Mm. You know, there must always be new information given to the reader yeah. rather than going back and, and describing the spring or the flowers or um, you know for me you know I'm not saying like I I read um, very flowery writers and Mm. I'm very impressed by them and I I wish I could write like some of them but I'm just not that kind of writer I think I think you can only write how you can write and I'm one of the people who doesn't do the description thing
0: but you've you've made your place for that now and having these really conflicted characters but do you ever feel that that now is completely your thing and you're restricted by that in a way or do you ever feel like you'd like to go into the flowery language literature
1: Uh, I I I I would but I don't think I could sustain it over a full novel maybe mm. a short story or something where mm. like some of the best short stories not a lot happens yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so I would like to at some stage write a really beautiful short story where not a lot happens but I can use words really well yeah. but I I just don't think um I'm I'm not a I'm not a high concept literary fiction writer I'm Uh, I think they called me when they when unraveling Oliver first came out. Before it was um, put into the crime genre, they called it accessible lit. You know, which which, you know that works fine. I don't, I don't, I don't care what they call it as (laughs) long as people buy it. (laughs) I don't really mind. Yeah, and actually, to be in the crime category is uh, is great. There was an article in the Telegraph this morning about how crime and thriller. Uh, writing has overtaken every other genre really? in terms okay. of um commercial success, even the Bible long may it last yeah. even the Bible
0: <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like crime is often a who done it, but often mm. you start with like we know who done it in yeah. the first page our first sentence sometimes yeah, yeah. so it's, it's the that wide wide, yeah. It. Yeah. yeah and so that's that 's your angle on the whole crime thing then I guess, and you're kind of creating yeah. your niche for that as well
1: it, it's really about I, um the breakdown of characters, I mean I, I, it's, it's the unraveling of every character and finding out what brought them to this point. you know I start off usually with the crime or the misdemeanor and then spend the rest of it, uh, spend the rest of the book exploring what got the character to this place in yeah. this situation yeah. with this person.
0: So in the writing process itself, do you start with those original scenes as well? Like they're often the you know, the first scene of the book. Is that the first yeah. scene that you write? And yes. Then, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. I start with a bag.
0: And do you try to I, I was amazed to hear that like the, the starting point for Skin Deep was a Neil Hannon song. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was, that's right. That was great. So yeah. Like from then do you try to um maybe try to keep away those influences that might uh, maybe interrupt your your story. Well, I mean, even hear, overhearing a song on the radio could have a huge yeah, influence on you. But
1: that that song in particular and the lyrics, "A Lady of a Certain Age," yeah. is the song. Um, that song in particular just stayed with me, and I I thought about it a lot, and I thought about that life a lot. But then when I went to write it, I couldn't write that story because actually it's very linear, mm. and there there aren't events. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 a beautiful piece of, piece of writing for a story, but it wouldn't sustain in a book. So I just had to make some major changes yeah. to the character in the song. The character in the song is described as coming from a very wealthy, privileged background. So, but she has ended up in the in the same position. So I have Cordelia at the opening of Skin Deep in the same position as the woman in the song, but yet her background is entirely different.
0: Yeah, her background is completely different. Yeah. Yeah, It's brilliantly done. So
1: I I couldn't I couldn't just rip off Neil Hannon's marvelous lyrics. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um and he knows that now which is great. Oh yeah. 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 You've met him and spoken to him about it. Yeah. Um so just back to the kind of what what you get from writing yourself. Like for an awful lot of people it is a therapeutic thing and they get to kind of um, Put all of their thoughts and woes onto the paper, and like Steinbeck called it the best thing you can do with your clothes on Possibly, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like it um, is this kind of uh,
1: well i don't I don't um when we started this and I said, I don't hate writing, I don't love it either, yeah, you know I'm not somebody who's itching to get to the keyboard every day by any means, but I think um it gives me a sense of self in that i'm I'm my boss, you know I if 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 i need a day off i have to <laughs> i have to work in advance mm. to earn that day off yeah. you know i am i'm in charge of you know what's on the page and mm. i'm in charge of the deadlines and if i don't make a deadline i'm at fault yeah. i can't really blame anybody else so i guess i guess the the best thing is that i'm mistress of my own destiny yeah you know
0: then though it might reach a point when it's out of your hands and there might be adaptations of your work. Yeah, what do you feel about that's, that? Even that's on the cards. Yeah. You know what? I don't care. Yeah. Like,
1: if if they make it... I mean, there's threats to make the, the um, books into TV series and films and everything and it's looking kind of more likely now. But mm. I've said this before and nothing happened so I don't want to jinx myself. But you know what? If they want to set it in, I don't know, America or they want to put in uh, an actress that are, or an actor that I don't see it that's their business yeah, you know what I mean okay. that's a different project um i'm f- I've written the book so I'm done with it mm. i I have no particular desire yeah. to write the screenplay I'd like to have some involvement um Maybe as a consultant of some description, just so that I can go to L.A. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, But you're um, already
0: moving on to other novels anyway. Yeah,
1: I've moved on in my head. I mean, they're talking about making Unraveling Oliver, but that's four books ago, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, revisiting that is a long time ago as well. Yeah.
0: And then other adaptations, like I consider audiobooks adaptations. Are you into audiobooks at all? Just well, of I, don't, interest.
1: I, I have to admit that I don't really listen to audiobooks, mm. but I do have a say in the audiobooks because mm. I worked in TV and I worked in theatre um, for most of my life uh, before I started writing. When it came to the audiobooks it, that were recorded in London, the um, recording producer um, gave me like some voice samples and I was able to say oh well I know that such and such an actor is in London, I know that Sam O'Mahony is in London and that he'd be great Oliver so like my friend Sam O'Mahony got to, got to play Oliver in the, in the audiobook and um, Annette Flynn uh, who I know through Orti for, from when she was in Fair City she's perfect for Cordelia because she's from Ballinas so she has that yeah, West Ireland too. accent yeah. um, and she recorded that brilliantly so uh, yeah I've listened I haven't even listened through to all of my own Books mm. I've listened to, I've kind of fast forward because I know the story. Yeah, of course. I yeah. don't need yeah. to, <laughs> yeah. But I just kind of checking in on the accents and everything. Yeah. There's nothing worse than uh, a fake Irish accent, yeah, which yeah. is what's likely to happen twee, yeah. if you leave the recording people in London yeah. <laughs> to their own devices. So I tried to make sure that there were Irish accents yeah. and that the accents were appropriate to the character.
0: Brilliant. Well, Thanks a million for talking to us, Liz. Um, I Thank know you have you. a busy day ahead and a busy few days ahead. So thanks yeah. a million for talking to us on Write Stuff. You're welcome. Cheers. Thank thanks you thanks
1: very Liz. much.
0: This podcast is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.